Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eats Show. We got a good one for you today. I sound like Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> we really do got a good one for you today. Um, we have Mr. Arrington Gavin. He's here, uh, sitting here to, uh, with us tonight. So really appreciate you, got, you coming on. Man, thank you so much for having me, fellas. It's an honor. Uh, huge fans of the show. I like, love the name Everybody Eats Show. It's, it's meaningful. It truly is meaningful. Don't don't make everything a competition with people. You know, we gotta, you, you win in numbers. So work together and, you know, I just love that everybody eats. So I love that. So thanks for, thanks again for having me. Appreciate it, appreciate it for sure. So um, before we get started, make sure you're following us on all platforms on our YouTube channel, Everybody Eats Show. That's where all our episodes are. We have our one-on-one classes on there. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Everybody Eat Show on Instagram, on TikTok at Everybody Eat Show and Twitter, EBE underscore show um yeah that's that it. said with that said um i like to say how we found our i met our guests so i found a guest right so i've been i've been following your your uh your work on instagram for a little bit right but again i <laughs> don't have a beard so i was like okay like i just haven't like made that contact but like i saw it but like i've seen i've seen you on instagram and then um was it? it was like a few months ago like we went to go get a cut like you know, we go to the same barber um and then like he told Edom about you and he was like yo you gotta go check out rugged yeah, and i texted him and then i uh, either messaged me then like not too long after like i got a cut the same day oh did we lose you good Austin. Oh, good. okay. Good. Good. All right. Lit. So, um, yeah. So we went to go get a cut. Barbara told uh you know about like, yo, you gotta go check out rugged. So like Ian texts me. I go to the barber the same day. He was like, yo, bro, gotta go check out rugged. Like, you gotta go check out his work. I'm like, all right, bet. Like, still like two people in the same day. So then like I think like not too long after that, that's why I messaged you on Instagram. I was like, all right, yo, bro, like <laughs> I pretty much like yo, I've been following you. Like my barber just told me that you gotta go uh reach out. So I was like, for sure, gotta go reach out. And then here we are. So um, I've been saying this all the time on a podcast. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like you never know like who's going to respond, when they're going to respond, either a DM or an email goes a long way. That's how we get. If you get curved, you get curved. But, you know, chances are that it hits. It hits. Exactly. At least in our case. Exactly. It hits. Exactly. <laughs> right. Either word of mouth or just send a message. That's how you found people. So um, here we are. That's how you network. Well, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that because, uh, you know, that makes me feel, you know, you know, it, it makes me feel good when, you know, not one, but two people let y'all know about that. I mean, hey, that that's, I'm, mm, that make, they got me blushing over here. Y'all can't, leave, <laughs> they got me blushing over here. <laughs> For sure, you know, so that's how, that's how, that's how we network. So, all right, if we could get into today's episode, if you could uh, introduce yourself a little bit further, who you are, what do you do, where are you from, and then we get the conversation started. Awesome. Well, uh, my name is uh, Arrington Gavin. I'm the founder, CEO of uh, Rugged Evolution Beer Care. Well, founder of Rugged Evolution Incorporated, which can, uh, my first love is a uh, Rugged Evolution Beer Care. So all, all natural men's grooming line uh, offers uh, over 16 cents, scented beer bombs, beard oils, conditioning shampoos, um, a full line of uh, accessories, uh, cleansing soap bars. It's a, it's a, full line men's grooming line um we're in uh about six local owned stores in the hampton roads area um walmart amazon we buy black other omni-channel sites um i've been doing that for about uh five years um uh, started um i have my own foundation revolution foundation where we um, help uh youth male adolescents we focus on youth i'm all about uh improving um or just helping uh, youth males, you know, learning that there's other options uh, uh, when it comes to just, you know, in life and, you know, uh, uh, teaching them, you know, certain traits and business and stuff like that. Um, also, I have a, a podcast as well, uh, our Smooth Club podcast, a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics, um, where we uh, 
we we try to be like shows like every every everybody eats okay we're we're, on, we're almost it's not quite but almost. but um and then also um also um, um co co owner of a, a rugged evil trucking uh something I invested in last year uh right now we're with one rig but working I'm really close to getting to my second rig and maybe potentially getting a third before the end of the year um born and raised in Chesapeake uh went to school uh in um uh what prior Really all my life in Norfolk, started in elementary school at a Calvary Christian. Uh, then from there, went to uh, from 6 to 12, went to uh, Norfolk Christian. Um, and then after graduating um, high school, attended Chowan University, uh, located in Murfreesboro, no North Carolina. If, if y'all don't know where that's at, that's okay because it's, it's a small town like 1500. But you know, that was that was the place that accepted your boy because the great <laughs> best, but, uh, <laughs> but um, but I can't complain. Um, it um, had, a, had met a lot of great people. Um, end up meeting my fiance there, um, uh, majored in health and wellness, and um, and yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much that now. Still, still in uh, Chesapeake. Um, uh, I'm a proud Chesapeakean. I uh, lo love my city, um, and um, that's pretty much a little bit about me currently right now. <laughs> sure, for sure. No, that's a lot. That's a lot. So. Um, first thing you said, um, you said you majored in health and wellness. So I, I want to ask, like, has that always been your thing? Has that always been your goal? Uh, it seems like being hygiene, care, health, wellness, has that always been your thing that, is that like your vision? No, actually, it, uh, honestly, <laughs> really health and wellness was, it, it was a passion, but I, I'm, I'm, I'll break it up. Uh, real talk to you my true passion has always been radio broadcasting i've always loved radio i love i love conversating with people i love talking to people i feel like you can take care of so many of the world's problems by just having a simple sit down talking amongst each other's um yeah. i've always loved radio um and i wanted that was really my first thing i wanted to major was radio broadcasting uh chihuahua university never uh, offered a communications uh uh, major. So I said, well, what's my second love? I always had a passion for the human body as well, um, taking care of myself internally as well as externally. So I said, let me pursue health and wellness and uh, possibly going into um, athletic training. And uh, and once I actually graduated, I, um, I worked in physical therapy for about three and a half years at the same period of when I was um, uh, working with my business. And um, so I kind of you know it kind of still led me into a good career path but it just it wasn't my true true uh calling but really taking the human body is still much of a, a passion because um we just we got to take care of it especially after you know recovering from the pandemic i mean it's just you the first thing you hear is of uh if you're uh, uh um, what's the word i'm looking for if you um have pre-existing pre-existing yeah, conditions like high risk yeah. or whatever high risk high risk exactly so uh, you know, it, it's tough, but, you know, we all definitely have to, especially, in, you know, as African-Americans, we definitely have to take care of our bodies and, um, you know, watch what we eat, you know, we yep. got to stay away from the sugar and sodium and stuff like that. So yeah. we have to uh, take care of ourselves. So, yeah, it's, it's still, it still is a passion, but I wouldn't say it was my true, true calling was health and wellness. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay. So then how does that lead into starting like rugged? I guess like what's the, what's the story behind that? So a beard grooming. Beard. That, that, see, they, they go, they go. See, hey, teacher, talk to the boy now. Talk, talk to me. Uh, <laughs> he got to come correct. He got to come correct. <laughs> but but uh, I, I actually started growing facial hair at a young, young age. I started growing like facial hair at age fourteen, okay. and in um, you know, in middle school, when you realize like you're like the only kid that can grow facial hair. You either think two things, okay, I'm a, I'm a freak or I'm just one special dude and lucky because hey, I can grow facial hair, y'all can't. <laughs> but um, but uh, I um, I started growing facial hair um, at the age of 14. Um, but like I, I said, I, I attended the private school where they actually had the rule to prohibit facial hair. Uh, we had a no facial hair policy, so um, I, I, they will send us to the nurse's office. They will legit give you know like the shave. They will almost do like a you know shave it off and like I was the minority so my skin wasn't you know like you know my classmates or, right or my friend's skin so uh eventually you know I had to get dermatology I'm like look I don't put I don't, I'm 14 I never use a straight razor I can't put a straight razor on my skin yeah. so um you know really 
when I went fast forward to my freshman year in college, I kind of said, you know, bump it. I'm gonna grow up my beard. I'm gonna grow up my my hair. You know, you're trying to find yourself when you're, you know, you're in college. You're alone. Uh, well, not alone, but you're, you know, you're on your own. And um, I started growing facial hair, still really not knowing what beard maintenance was. I just assumed that, um, you know, products I put on, you know, my scalp, I can just apply on my face. So I was really kind of clueless when it came to beard maintenance. Um, fast forward again to my sophomore year, I realized I'm like, all right, look, I got to do something about this because it, it was looking, it was, wasn't looking pleasant as I thought it was. It wasn't looking as cool. Um, I started getting, you know, irritations like, you know, flakiness. It was hard to comb it out and it just looked, it just didn't look good. So I said, you know what, I got to start, you know, checking out beer care products. I started purchasing, again, clueless dude. I started purchasing beer care products left and right. Some were, um, some were okay. Um, a lot weren't okay. And I'm like, you know what, I'm a college student, no job. I got to stop spending my my allowance money, really, you know, my, my turn up money on a month to month basis. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do my own research and I'm going to just, I'm going to gather up recipes. And when I was probably like an hour and a half, hour and a half away from uh, from where, where I lived, um, uh, from my home. So every time I would like go on a weekend, I'll head home and I'll start whipping up in the kitchen. And um, if I had extra batches, hey, I hit up my close friends that were also new in the beer community. Um, I had cousins that also, you know, knew. So I'm like, okay, let me, you know, give them some of that. And and uh, and you always hear, you know, one person say, man, that stuff is really good. And you just like, yeah, that's good. But I mean, you know, what am I going to do with it? And then you hear another person, I'm like, and then you hear another person, I'm like, okay. Now, I was very blessed. Um, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. Um, my mother, she's um, she's an um, associate broker. Uh, she's in real estate. She's been doing that for about 34 years. She's also owned a couple businesses. My father, he... Um, a uh, retired firefighter. He's also on a cleaning business and they, my parents flip on the side. So entrepreneurship was was uh, in, installed in me. I just never knew what direction it was going to lead me to. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, once I see, you know, get the great responses from my friends um, and then I started looking around campus, and I, I start seeing different, you know, nationalities, ethnicities, different beer styles, goatees, mustaches, you name it. I'm like, okay, I see, I see a lot of people and then it was it was weird. I think I was watching like the Oscars, some award show, and um, I started seeing every male presenter with the beard. So I'm like, is it could this be a market? So for me, I'm thinking like the the outcome because the for me, if I invest in something, I gotta see it being profitable, and I have to see it like being not a one hit wonder. Like I have to see it being long lasting. So uh, I saw that it was um. I started seeing it was not becoming a, not just a trend, but a movement. And from there on, I called my parents and I said, look, I think I want to, I want to start my own business. I want to, you know, start beer care. And starting my sophomore year, I started, I've already started, you know, building up my recipes, but I started working on my business plan from sophomore year, really until graduation. And, um, and it was, and it was great because it was times where it was like, I had some time in my hand. I'm just always in my journal, just doing, just, you know, writing ideas, writing ideas. It was moments where I couldn't hang out with my friends, you know, partying, which that was tough. And you, you always want to have a good time. Right. But um, I knew the, you know, I, I'm always like, it's not about the time, but it's about the grind you put in. So I'm like, this is my moment. So putting, you know, grinding, working early and uh, things like that. So, um, so that's really, you know, once I, once I graduated, uh, uh, once I graduated August of 2017, I started um, attending small vending shows uh, just to kind of build up that uh, clientele. Uh, I was, I'm not a, uh, I'm a shy person as weird as it sounds because I could talk your head off, you know, 24 seven, but like, I'm a very shy person. I hate public speaking. Um, but I knew that in order for me to be, to be successful, I have to, you know, preach to the masses. I have to come in contact with people and, you know, yeah. Hey, if I want to see my brand build and I don't, yeah, if I don't show that confidence, I'm gonna be a broke man, and I'm, yeah, I'm gonna just—it's gonna be—I'm gonna be my only client. So um, I started to attend small vending shows. Uh, you know, some in you know people attended, some people barely attended. But I just knew that that was my practice, and then I launched my my online store uh, November of 2017, and since then we've continued to you know grow, and uh, we've been very fortunate. Got it.
Um, how's the, I guess, market you find? Is it like you know, a lot of times you hear about like a saturated market? So I'm interested, like, is the baby care market like saturated? I, I would say it is. It's, um, it's, it's a, it's still to me a very thriving, um, thriving market. I mean, it is, it's, I put it in the, in the group of, um, uh, well, for one is for one retail to appearance, everybody, you know, uh, appearance is a huge market when it comes to makeup, when it comes to the health and beauty, I mean, beard, beard care. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, men's grooming alone, they're in the same field as, is the hair industry. The hair industry is a damn near trillion dollar industry. I mean, it is, it is one growing, growing industry. And, um, convention and you'd be like oh look at all these and it's just it's it's needed and it's an essential as well um it was uh the cool thing about it is there's so many that come across you know either a retired um military that says um uh, uh you know hey i just retired i want to grow my beard or um you know a I have clients from 18 to, to 70 that are like, say, look, I, I got this beard. Um, my wife thinks it's cute. You know, she liking it. So I want to see what I can do to keep it up. You know, that I was, when, when the, when, when the fellas hear what the ladies talking and they get confidence, they're like, okay, look, I got to yeah, yeah, get yeah. some more of this stuff. Or I got to, you know, do something like this. And, um, and it's, and it's just, you know, or, or it starts off with the, um, you know, like a no shave November, right. You know, it start, that could be the start of something new for someone. Um, yeah. or different, you know, different, uh, 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 um, different, you know, monthly, you know, uh, trends and stuff like that, but, um, or traditions. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it is definitely continuing to grow. I mean, you see a lot of, um, you know, well-known, and I say that too, because, you know, one of the top tier people in really the hair industry is, um, uh, Shea Moisture, if y'all are familiar with Shea Moisture. Yeah. And, uh, that's, um, that's really, you know, for women's hair care, but it's a, a gentleman created that. He's the founder. Um, he's also, I think, part owner of the uh, either Ebony or Essence magazine. And he just uh, started his own brand of beard care product because he, he sports a beard. And it just started, I believe, maybe a couple years ago. And um, you have some higher up uh, uh, companies um, that are, you know, just at the at the peak of uh, with that. Um, see. Rick Ross, of course, he, you know, he's had to start his own line of, uh, you know, of, of course, I mean, it, it works with it. And, uh, and um, you know, other other companies do and they start seeing, OK, this is this is picking up. So it's it's a growing it's a growing market. It's, a, it's truly a growing market. And, um, you know, when it comes to appearance, everybody, you know, they want they want to look good. They want to feel good and, you know, make sure that they're taking care of, uh, you know, their self, take, taking care of themselves, not just internally, but externally. So, I mean, what was the uh, trickiest part about getting started? I mean, there's, I don't know the entire process. I mean, if you could, you know, list out the process and maybe what you found was the the most trickiest part. Like, how do you find a scent people might like, or, you know, oh, like, oh, all the trial man. and error? You know, you know what? Honestly, I, that stuff was the easiest. The, the, really? The, the paperwork wise, as far as like starting a business, LLC and stuff, that's the stuff that to me gets tricky because you uh, I, I'm pretty, and, you know, luckily, I, you know, I'm, I'm a questions guy. I, I ask, you know, my, my parents yeah. and, and my, my mom and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the red, as far as like for the sense and stuff, I mean, I, for one, I started checking out my competition, seeing what the, what the kind of, um, you know, not trying to copycat anybody, but just seeing, okay, how can I, what can I compete? What can I, how, what can be different with my line compared to the others? Right. Um, I started off with just four cents. Um, I started with like three basic scents. Um, I believe it was like um, uh, cinnamon, a mint, a citrus, and one signature scent. So like with the cinnamon, um, it's called fire. Uh, uh, mint is called vintage. Citrus was called awaken. Um, my signature scent at the time was called badass with two Z's at the end. It was a rustic earthy scent. That was my signature one. I wanted to have something for one. Okay, boom. I have scents that are appealing. It's, it adds some fun to it. Each one has some swagger to it. I have a scent called After Hours, a vanilla must, you know, a nice, sexy scent. Um, I, you know, a 16, so it's, it's a lot to name. I'm trying not to name really all of them, but um, 
it is uh it was it was my my main focus was to separate myself from the competition so i started with four but the average beer can company might have maybe two to three right so i said okay let me do something like that no companies have let me create a crap ton of sense and and that's pretty much that's what i did i have 16 and because i everybody has different options i want to make it easier for people to choose from whether they're into strong sense whether they're into uh mild uh sweet sense um i want to make sure everything is um comfortable for them and um uh it was uh it, it wasn't really difficult as far as creating it I, I looked at certain ones like um you know if you I'm, and i'm not really a good cook but you can almost kind of compare it to like when people are trying to create meals i mean in college i mean when, when you when you got hungry look everything tastes no, good you, look, <laughs> you get some ramen look everything go good with ramen right <laughs> so th that's how i kind of treated with one of my with some sense so like i have a um I'm trying to think of uh, one combination when i have okay well uh uh lemon lemon and mint i have one called light and it's a lemon mint scent so i'm like I have mint. My, my, what else can go good with mint? Okay, boom. Um, well, lim, lemon, lemon can lemon can compare it off with it. You don't, you don't, you, you, yeah. you know, kind of a spearmint kind of kind of uh, smell to it. Um, we have a chocolate mint one. Um, Do you have a vendor for these, or are you making these? I make these. So I'm bombs, oils, condition shampoos. I personally make those now. Um, we have a line of uh, exfoliating soaps. I provide the recipes and I do have a person that creates those because they have the mach machine machineries for that, um, as well as my leave-in moisturizer. But um, I provide the recipes, you know, for that. They just, you know, they have the equipment. But my uh, balms, oils, and uh, my beard wash, my condition shampoos, I make those. So uh, how is that, I guess, like learning how to do that? Because I'm assuming you have to learn that to start the business too, or did you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it to, you know, different, learning the different measurements is the kind of like the homework, you know, you want to make sure you don't overdo things. And again, you want to make sure that uh, uh, it's, uh, um, uh, you don't want to overdo certain sense. And it's easier for me because I had, I'm my first tester, right? So um, it was, uh, it's just mainly just, reading and you know comparing my notes that I gather um you have certain essential oils you have like I think 50 excuse me you have like 50 total essential oils um majority majority of those essential oils are installed in my um in my products um, I'm big on all natural products um a lot of our uh, uh products you'll, you'll find it like in holistic stores I'm big on like all natural things um uh it's it's great for this game because one thing we i will say like there's a lot of great products that we assume is good but is is very commercialized and we don't read labels much i'm guilty of not reading labels on certain products so i might say man this is this is good because the label or not the label what the commercial says one thing or the the front of it market wise is saying it's good but um you got i make sure i provide my my uh, uh recipes not not verbatim as far as measurements but just exactly what's in it just in case if it, you know someone's allergic to one or the other um uh it was i mean it again it was it was pretty it was pretty it wasn't too much of a struggle again having the proper measurements i make the the beard oil is uh, uh pretty um uh kind of like easier compared to beard bombs beard bombs are a little stiffer um so they will they will require a certain amount of time and you know exact you want to make sure the measurements are uh, precise uh uh again i mean from my sophomore year until from my sophomore year into college that was my homework as far as like mastering because trust and believe my first batch wasn't all magic my first back mm, I, don't, I don't want to cuss on the show but it was not the <laughs> best one and yeah. it was um it was it, it was it was a it was a struggle. I mean, it, it took probably I would say to me, I think it, it probably took a few a, a few months. Uh, once it really was coming out very good. Like I mean, it was at the at the time I was just thinking, okay, I can just really utilize just these two and just call it Christmas. But um, the more you look into and and reading when it comes to you know, learning about that, you know, just hair in general, you got to learn about, um, you know, different, um, uh, you know, learning about 
hair bumps or learning about, um, you know, the uh, medical behind it, learning certain science, which I, I can, can't stand science, but, but, uh, but as the subject wise, you know, and it's just, it's just homework. I think for me, I'm more of a visual guy. So when I kept on doing it, if I did a bad batch, I had to toss it, I'll redo it. And then it comes familiar. Um, and then it's just, it, it becomes, it becomes easy. That system and process, you know, absolutely absolutely now you know the hard thing was again with when it comes to this business wise right you know uh, making sure you're incorporated making sure um you are a trademark and things like that that's i think that was like probably a wall that had um that had hit for me because i want to say i think incorporated incorporated was the one that verifies you within the state i think trademark is like worldwide so the trademark takes like it took me probably like 13 months um and you know once you once after like month number three you start losing a little patience you start losing a little patience i'm like man is this ever gonna happen so you get nervous too because again you want to make sure that the name is not taken and stuff like that but um you know one thing my you know my mom has always said hey patience you know talk about you know five-year plan we i have a good friend of mine who um, she, um, she owns her own, uh, wine company. It's called Shoe Crazy Wine. It's, uh, based out of the Richmond area, but she's in, like, she's in all of the Walmart stores. She's in so many big retailers in about, like, I think seven or eight states in the, in the U.S. And, um, it's her and her daughter. And, and she said, you know, she had a seven-year plan. And, um, and I mean, it's, it's working for her. It's obviously working. So, you know, patience, um, I learned to be a patient person and that's, the one thing I, you know, all business owners should remember is just, it's just patience. I mean, just stuff takes time. Um, rushing is never going to be better. I mean, you, you think of when we, we rush to get fast food, fast food's not good for us because, you know, it's, it's not fully cooked. Um, you know, if you're rushing in the morning, you're either going to forget what deodorant, you're going to forget to brush your teeth, you're going to forget. So you got to take your time yeah. and uh, just, you know, just patience. Sure, for sure. Um, I think that's a great way to end it. Yeah, great way to patience. end uh, yeah. this this first segment. Uh, so from here, let's take a quick break, and then Edom will go with that quote of the day, and then we'll do those segments. All right. So Edom, he's I, been looking for that quote of the day. I have it. I have it. You got it. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Quote so. is: It's human to ask why. It's the work of the individual to find the answer. Ooh. Yeah, uh, just so you guys know, you're not going to guess this. Nobody said it but me. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I was listening to something and they didn't say this like word for word, but like through their thoughts, I kind of like connected and kind of came up with that. Like, yeah, yeah. Can you say that again? It's human to ask why. It's the work of the individual to find the answer. I got two names in my head. One, because they're talking all about them on the news. Um, one, uh, the other one is I was, I like sometimes posting quotes here and there on, on Mondays, just like a, as a motivational Monday kind of thing. So um, can I, can I make, can I, can I ask questions like on this person? Am I allowed to do that? Like, oh, no, no, I, I don't, I, I made that up like from a, like I was listening to something and they were talking about like, uh, uh, I forgot what it was uh i think it was like life and growing up and and literally like i'm like they used they didn't say this verbatim but they throughout what they were saying i kind of came up with that quote i don't know if anyone actually said it but oh yeah. i don't know if there's been like quotes close to it but i came up with with yeah i don't know based off of what they said got you got you um that's dope but uh you said it's Hey, one more time. It's human to <laughs> ask why. It's human to ask why. It's the work of the, the individual, individual to find the to answer. Find the answer. Um, I like that. That feels like um, I was watching Godfather of Harlem, and there were like two mm, scenes. Mm. That's my show right there. It's a good show, right? It's a good <laughs> show. So there was like two scenes where the dude was like initiative, and you have to take initiative, right? Like he's talking to one of the dudes. Um uh one of the little guys who's trying to like suck up to the boss but you're saying like you have to take initiative um and like i don't know that kind of like stuck with me like you know in a little bit even though like 
you know, he's talking about whatever in the scene, but it's just like true. Like you have to, like you have to take initiative and things, you know. And he was like, you know, it's not always pretty much. He was saying like you don't have to wait for the boss to tell you what to do, right? Like if you see mm. that the boss has something has an issue wrong, or if you see the boss has something wrong, like take initiative to go fix it. That's how you stand out, right? Like that's what like the scene was about. So that's like the, that's the first thing that kind of uh, uh, came to my head when he said that, like. Um, it's huge task for but it's up to the individual to find the answer. Find the answer. You know, kind of like take that initiative, right? You know, yeah, like take absolutely. that initiative to, to go find out. Yeah, really just on yourself or whoever it may be. Yeah, just like go figure it. Yeah. So but it's kind of it kind of speaks for itself, but I just like I think it's spoken or written very well. Uh, <laughs> it, re- it really is. Like, I'm like, that sounds like some Sydney Portier might say or something. You know, like, or Elon Musk. Like, I'm like <laughs> What's the, what would your your take on that or like your yeah i mean hon- honestly i i mean the same as like you mentioned i mean take initiative i mean for one i've had you know straight out of college i mean i worked at uh you know businesses you know part time you know just to uh, uh you know while i was waiting on full time positions you know i worked at jobs that i dislike tremendously can't stand it but I knew that you you lead by example whatever whatever I did I want to make sure that you know my uh my supervisors or my boss will look and they can always say you know what hey he did you know it you want them to remember you regardless so like for example I work part-time at uh Costco's when uh uh fresh out of college hated it but I mean I met great people it, it taught me it taught me a lot um uh when it comes to customer service and um and you know i bring that into you know my business and just those little things that i that i did i didn't even think i was making that huge of effort not effort but i didn't think i was doing much but you know bosses or other people notices that and it it you know it it goes a long way so definitely you know don't wait for somebody to tell you no just if you see an issue uh wrong with it you know do so may you know make make yourself known make yourself known because at the end of the day it's it's other people that are competing with you (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah, i i kind of my um what i get from it is also uh you might to the taking initiative point you know people might end up becoming maybe a bystander in their own lives you know they just Mm -hmm. go through the motions through every day and you know things might pass them by they might feel like they're sad or something's missing and you know um it might be because you just let things, you know, you just go with the flow. You're not really taking any initiative or any like real hold of your life. You're just kind of literally sitting and going on autopilot, pilot, being in a, a literal spectator to your own life. That's, that's and, how I... and fellas, could I also say one quick, one quick thing too? Um, Cause I, I, I was trying to remember my, my thought previously. So uh, what I, um, I'm a journaler. I love journaling things. I, when I was in college or even like as a kid, I always used to journal like business ideas, right? Some of them probably didn't make any sense at all. Some of them I think would would work. I always tell my friends and just close family, like, you know, whatever you, whatever sudden idea that you have, put it on paper. Because if you just say, you know, ah, whatever, this ain't never going to work. Hey, somebody in a different state, somebody in a different country will grab it. And then you will look on the commercial and you will see like an umbrella forward, folded the opposite direction. You know, the umbrella that like, yeah. I mean, little simple things like that. It's like, why did I think of that? Well, why didn't you think of it? Or why didn't you pursue it? It's like, I feel as though people are, it's, it's, it's always a gamble, but they're almost like scared to take that that risk. I mean, regardless of how much it might cost to invest in it. Um, I mean, I, I saw another commercial with a, a, it's like a pouch that you slide in the crack of your car seat. So if you ever drop anything, Everything falls in that pouch. You just slide it out, empty yeah, out. Forbidden section. Wait, wait, what? You know, like the forbidden section where yeah, like, yeah, where... Stuff, stuff falls and you gotta like, yeah. I mean, it's just look, look, and it, and stuff is gonna continue to get clever, be clever and clever. And probably some most people probably thought of that idea, but again, it's just like taking that risk, taking that gamble, and not being scared when it comes to you know pursuing because this you know entrepreneurship is not a scared field at all. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be scared. You can't be hesitant. You have to be you know, confident all the way. You have to, um, you know, learn when to listen and um, and just, you know, got to take that gamble. <laughs> so, one more time. One more time. The quote is, 
it's human to ask why it's the work of the individual to find the answer all right all right so uh from there let's end it off on this last segment so two things few things actually so you mentioned you have a foundation you have a podcast mm -hmm. and trucking right mm -hmm. so i want to start with the foundation um mm -hmm. that's community work um why the foundation why is community important to you um i'll i'll I just have a huge passion for helping others in need. My parents always taught me, hey, when you see people that, that in need of help, help them. Um, it's, you know, it can sound kind of corny because it's like you're always taught, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated and all that good stuff. But um, but I was raised a very blessed kid. Um, again, I attended private school pretty much all my life. Um, I've, you know, went to traveled to countries at a young age, you know, many times I've met great people. Uh, I've just been very blessed. And I know that not everybody in the world is blessed, like what my thing. So I want to help, you know, bless others, uh, be a blessing to, uh, to others. And, you know, the foundation was just, it was something I always wanted to do for one, not just helping out the youth. Cause we started, we started off the rugged evolution foundation. It started off as, um, an annual uh, back to school drive where um, I would buy my first year, I bought um, like 250 backpacks. I had other people donate the supplies to fill those, fill up those backpacks. And um, we actually, we, my goal was to give out 250. We end up exceeding like 300 and like 65, something like that. And it was just seeing families um, in need, seeing the kids being excited. I mean, we had, it was a huge thing we had, um, uh, uh, free, we were giving out free haircuts. We were giving out free um, gift certificates to salon for the girls, uh, face painting, food, music. It was a good time. I mean, it was some kids that didn't even, you know, that needed a haircut, but they were there to get that backpack and they were excited to get that backpack with supplies. And, you know, those simple acts, those acts of kindness, man, stuff like that warms my heart. So uh, we started off doing that um, and then we're, we're, I wanted to grow it into a, um, start a mentorship program. Um, I've been very fortunate to um, meet and become close friends with a lot of great and successful guys with different business backgrounds. Some work in the, um, the, the fashion industry, some um, work in uh, uh, accounting, finance, you know, different uh, culinary, uh, uh, the military, um, um, uh, on a, a political standpoint, you know, di just different backgrounds. And I'm like, you know, I want to come together and definitely educate kids 13 through 18, because in certain, certain income, uh, low income areas, kids think that sports is their only way out. And there's nothing wrong with sports. I love sports. I play sports all my life. My whole family is, you know, big on sports, yeah. but I also know that sports shouldn't be your only option. There are other options, there's other ways. And I mean, we can we be talking all night as far as like, you know, which the, the city can provide, you know, may, maybe some some libraries next to the, the next to the um, the basketball courts or some aquatic centers or, you know, just stuff to get their options. Like, okay, I can maybe, you know, pursue swimming or become a swimming instructor, or I can read some more books and read up on other things like that. So I wanna help provide uh, just, there's other options just the fact that there are more options i talked with kids like 14 and it was a kid um that was um telling me he wanted to be a pro baseball player i'm like you could man you can do it as long as you put your mind to it but i said but also you know wouldn't it be cool too to um uh uh maybe create a, a certain helmet right I, I see you see the you see the the the, the growth in like the helmet protection in baseball when guys come at bat, you know, it started off with just a simple hat. Now they're having a whole bat to cover their face because so many guys have been hit in the face. So little, th little things like that, I would like kind of throwing plugs, but I said, no, keep a, uh, you keep pursuing baseball, man. But whether it's going to be coaching, whether it's going to be, you know, creating uh, some of the equipment or finding something based on the need that you can say, Hey, look, I, I really enjoy baseball, but the baseball bats, man, I just wish it was a certain, hey, man, put it to paper. You, you never know. You never know when the opportunity happens. So yeah. um, that's kind of like where the foundation piece come, comes into play. Um, I never try to be a, a leader, but I always try to at least 
you know, just lead by examples in certain things that I do. So um, whether they see me, um, you know, just helping others or just, I just want to help change the narrative. That's, that's, that's kind of like my whole mission. It, I was mentioning for the show, it's just all about changing the narrative. Um, as far as with, with that foundation, um, we, uh, during COVID, we were unable to have our um, second annual back to school drive. But uh, last year we did, we had our, technically it was our third year, but our second back to school drive, we had a goal of giving out, um, it was like 500, it, yeah, it was five, it was 500 uh, backpacks, but we ended up giving out, I believe like 600 and like 15 or something like that. And we had, um, we had the sheriff department uh, come by, they were doing uh, identity, uh, call identity kids, doing uh, identities for the kids, free, free identity, um, identification cards for the kids. Um, we had, uh, we had a, a 91.1 FM had partnered with us for this one. Um, we, it was just a, a great, great time. And, um, um, yeah, of course, free hair. Cause this is, this is, this is, it's fun. It's fun blessing others. And it's fun be, you know, I want to, I want to, and I say that not in a brag, brag way, but I love helping people in need. That's just my main focus. I mean, I see someone homeless, it breaks your heart. If I see, uh, you know, a young kid with, you know, dirty clothes and not, you know, not uh, well put together shoes. I mean, stuff like that breaks your heart. So, um, I just, you know, hope that I can continue to help build that up and, you know, help, uh, just, you know, help be a blessing to others. Sure, sure. Really admirable. Yeah. I like, that, I like that a lot. Uh, so what would you say is like the biggest lesson that you learned since you started and founded? Um, the biggest lesson learned, uh, uh customer customer service goes a long way and i i say that we don't we don't have bad customer service what what rugged but we have a lot of um loyal repeat cl- uh, customers and um i mean to the point where uh you know they they become you know a reference to others just like the barbers hey you know if i, I never would have met you guys if, if it wasn't for you know Hey man, they they might have been a, a a customer or just you know might may or maybe heard through the grapevine, um, but um, definitely just you know customer service is a, a great thing that I think will will always never worry a business owner. Um, my mom is a is a great example. She's I mentioned earlier she was um, she's an associate uh, broker in um in real estate. Been doing it for thirty four years for during like the pandemic period and just really the past um few years she's always had replete repeat um clientele but she's never had to really promote herself and she's she's like hey i've i've had sold to parents their kids and now their grandkids and they just all share with their friends and stuff it's like it it goes a long way and you know you have to provide the best service to people because again the worst thing you can get is a bad review from somebody and we make sure that uh, you know, our setup is great. We make sure that we answer every question. If they have any questions, we provide an um, uh, email service on our website. So if you have any questions, boom, we email you right away. We make sure our shipping is at a great, uh, at least no more than like five days. So we're good with that, whether they're local or out of state um, or either on another, another coast. Um, we make sure that we're just, customer service is key. Um, I would say that's a big lesson. Um, uh, with that, um, uh, I, f- I feel like I'm missing some like other ones, but that's just the first thing that really just comes to mind as far as just the stuff I continue to learn in businesses. Great customer service goes a long way. Um, oh, networking, but duh, networking is key. Networking, 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 networking. Um, I enjoy, I'm um, a member in about three networking groups on uh, Hampton Chamber of Commerce. Um, we buy, uh, we are black, uh, black brands. I'm a member of, which is um, uh, basically all black owned businesses within the area. And um, um, I think a little further out on the other side of the peninsula. Um, it's just, you, you definitely wanna build a, a great relationship in um, when it comes to building each other's brands. Um, I, my friend, uh, uh, he's a custom uh, clothier. He has a great shop in um, in Virginia Beach um, where he does this a one-on-one clientele base. 
And, you know, he asked, like, hey, I would love to have your products displayed there. So when they leave out with, a, you know, a custom suit, boom, I can uh, point them to, like, you know, not just the shirts, not just the shoes, not just the ties, but also your products. And, I mean, that's all based on networking. Um, yeah. Everything is just networking is key. So you definitely want to be involved in a great group of, of people, uh, a networking group. If you're starting a business, um, you know, you definitely want to definitely want to build that network. And that's that's the best advice, I, you know, and lesson learned, I can definitely say. For sure, for sure. I like that. I like that. Um, no, I mean, yeah, customer service is key after learn, doing, um, what's the word, retail for so many years before I got a full-time job. Um, yeah, customer service really is key, um, for sure. Don't you don't you miss working in retail, man? I know no, you do. No. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> no. The customer's always right was a lie. <laughs> we always come in there trying to test you, but <laughs> we made it. We made it. Bro. We out. Hey, hey, man! I always say, you know, that the job that you hate can help provide for your dreams. So everybody got to everybody eventually everybody's gonna have to have that nine to five one day. I I, I know I have a know a lot of people that say, man, I'm not a nine to five dude. I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's gonna be harder, but I mean, that's you know, I'm not a nine to five, but I worked a nine to five. Exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because um, we spoke about that last episode that we were kind of we were talking about using experiences from your past to help you out um, in the mm-hmm. present or in the future. You know, like maybe bad experiences, for example, uh, you know, like you just said, customer service at retail. You didn't like working at Costco, but then you know, how many years later now you have your own brand? Now you need that same customer service skills that you were complaining about using while you're over at Costco, right? Exactly. So it's like, mm-hmm. but now you're using those past experiences. So being able to pick up on those. So hey, that connect that we were just talking about that last All episode. Connects. So everything connects. Um, so before we end it, that was a great conversation. We have to get that song. Yeah. From okay, uh, okay. Asked earlier, right? So uh, do you have a song that either relates to your business, your brand, or something you just been listening to lately? I would say um, I'm, a, I'm a big I, I'm, I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Um, Kendrick, we gonna be all right because as a business owner, there's always gonna be some stressful moments. Um, right? Oh, so, uh, <laughs> really? You know it, it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be very stressful moments when it comes to business and. Um, when, uh, during the pandemic, I, so my, my first office, uh, was a very small office when I started it was in downtown Norfolk over it. Actually, the, it was in the building where my CPA who has been, um, like an uncle to me, he's been my mom's CPA for years and he had an office space. So I had a small office space for my business. And eventually I said, well, you know what, I, I'm a Chesapeake guy. I need some more space. So, um, I, I moved into a, a office, uh, and warehouse space in Chesapeake during the pandemic. Um, and, um, during that period as well was, um, we were fortunate to, uh, be now on, um, we got on Walmart, uh, Walmart online during the pandemic. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just panicking. Cause we, when you start a business, especially like when you're selling products, you just assume that retail is the way to go because when you're, you know, whether you're on a busy road, people can always drive by. It's easier for people to approach you. And sometimes e-commerce is, starts off kind of slow because you got to, you're the one that has to promote, whether it's through social media or you have to invest in promotion to bring people to your website. So, um, so again, I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm hoping I can, you know, make a living from it. Again, I'm engaged too. And it's just, you want to make sure everything I have many moments where I panic, you know, y'all can't see the top of my head. It, it balls out a little bit, but you know, you know, whiskey is a good thing. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But, uh, <laughs> but it gets, you have your stressful moments. And um, I think with the pandemic, it just taught how the, the, the fall on retail and the growth in, you know, online shopping is like the, is the future. Everybody goes to Amazon, everybody shops on online, everything. Right. So I'm always, worrying myself but again you know i can definitely you know listen to that song and just kind of like saying hi we gonna be all right you know we gonna be all right whether you know whether it's you know in good times or bad times or anything you just always got to taste that we gonna be all right so you can leave that in in you know business or 
you know, if, you know, something worse happens, I mean, hey, just know you're going to be all right. So wake up every morning, got clothes on your back, food on the table and stuff like that. So I like that. So you're going to be all right. Yeah. That's about to be an episode title. Um, <laughs> how can the people find you? You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> how, how can the people find you? Okay. So they can find me um, on my, my socials. Um. Uh, my, it's my name uh, at Arrington Gavin on Instagram, Arrington Gavin on Facebook. Uh, please follow uh, Rugged Evo on Instagram at, as well at Rugged Evo, um, Rugged Evolution Beer Care on Facebook, Rugged Evo TV on YouTube. Um, again, a podcast as well, so you can watch the visual, watch the podcast visual visual on there um, as well. We're on multiple uh, platforms um, as well as uh, Roku. It's a uh, so many socials at, at our smooth club on 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 ig uh uh yeah at rugged evo on tiktok as well and uh yeah just support um i truly appreciate it follow um if you're interested you know hey dm is perfectly fine or you can email me uh and all that good stuff so i truly i truly thank you fellas for this awesome interview i wish it never end but i definitely man I'm, <laughs> hey I, I can't wait i would love to come back. i enjoyed this for sure, for sure. We definitely have to connect in the future, stay in contact. Um, man, thank you again for taking your time out tonight. That was a really dope conversation. Um, got the oh, and I'm sorry, my, my team will kill me if I don't mention it. May 13th, because we're speaking about the foundation, May 13th, yeah. um, uh, our foundation is hosting a comedy uh, night. It's the first of our comedy series, what we're doing. Um, it's called Laughter for a Cause, or yeah, Laughter for a Cause, and um, Laughter for Tomorrow's Future. Let me actually look at my flyer real quick before I know I'm like rushing off. <laughs> I'm because they will kill me if I get this wrong. Hold on. Laughter for tomorrow's future comedy show. It's gonna be um in uh, downtown Norfolk on 35th Street. Um, we're gonna have uh, my good friend Quincy Carr. He's gonna be headlining it. We're actually gonna have two other comedians: Dave Champion, uh, Brene Williams. Um, tickets are on Eventbrite on sale right now. Uh, again, the the, the show is Laughter for Tomorrow's Future. Tickets are forty dollars. Um, it's going to be Friday the thirteenth, May uh, May thirteenth. We're going to have food, drinks, you name it. Great, great time, um, and just you know, great fun. So we're hosting that, and that's what we're having up uh, in May. So <laughs> I wanted to make it. sure I put that plug great. in. Sounds like a good time. Sounds sounds, sounds fun. Um, all right, so before we end off, make sure you're following us on all platforms. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Everybody Eats Show, Twitter, EBE underscore show. Tax class is up on YouTube, so go check that out. Uh, tax season, again, is over, but you can always learn. Go check that out and tell a friend and tell a friend. Everybody eats. All right, see you guys next week. Peace.